Hello, honey queen. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Kayla Fusselman, right? From Kempton, Pennsylvania. We only have champions here. Here is your 19, not 19, we're in the year 2018. 2018 American Honey Queen, ladies and gentlemen. We've always met the Honey Queens and Princess K, and uh, you represent the bee industry, I take it? I do. National spokesperson for beekeeping and honey. All right, and you're traveling the whole country, obviously. I am. Where, are you, uh, where can you be seen here at the fair? I'm at the Agricultural and Horticultural Building at the bees, uh, the Bee and Honey Department. Okay. How are, how are the bees doing? Uh, we went through a problem where we were worried about bees. Are we still? Um, a little bit. They're always in our radar because of how important they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's been a constant, pretty steady rise in their populations. Our beekeepers are working hard to keep our bee population up. And, and without bees, how much trouble would the, would the world be in? Well, one-third of everything we eat is thanks to honeybees. They pollinate up to 80 different crops, so they're... Their pollination directly shapes our livelihood. And and so, r- really, when people are wandering the fair and eating, much of that uh, is attributable to bees. Oh, it is. Uh, the the dairy industry is affected by honeybees, so you wouldn't have your cheese curds. You wouldn't have the, the fruits, nuts, vegetables, just a lot of different foods. Even the cotton in your shirts is affected mm-hmm. and benefiting from honeybee pollination. So even the price of our clothing would be different. Uh what was the, it was a colony disease, or what, what am I thinking Colony of? collapse disorder. Colony collapse disorder, but that is that under control now? It's not, it hasn't become the main issue. They're still trying to figure out the main cause of colony collapse disorder, but right now it's a varroa mite that's really affecting our honeybees. Okay. What do you want to do with the rest of your life? Are you going to remain involved in the bee uh, world? I hope so. I plan to eventually get my own hives in my backyard and just be still passionate in promoting honeybees and honey. What got you interested in it in the first place? I was in FFA in high school and just in a very rural country kind of area. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that honeybees are so important, I have a degree in art education. So education and agricultural just kind of funneled me to, towards this position. When, when does your reign conclude? Uh, January at our National Beekeeping Conference. And then what will you do? Um, then I will look for a full-time job as an art teacher, uh, okay. hopefully in the area, with a lot of bee-themed uh, lessons for sure. What did you bring <laughs> uh, with you, uh, American Honey Queen? So at the uh, Minnesota Honey Producers stand, we also have a new product this year. We've got a honey cream soda float. Oh, boy. And honey ice cream. So the ice cream has honey infused in it, and also the cream soda has honey in it. So it's like a win-win situation. Okay. And also honey ice cream here. Now, when you visit the, the it's in the agriculture building right it is can you see are there uh, hives up there for people to see there is so we've got demonstration hives you can see the honey show um, we've got like three or four different observation hives set up throughout the day we show extracting demonstrations how honey is extracted from the hive cooking demonstrations and how we actually go inside of a hive and work with the bees and uh, do you have that is there a feature where some guy's going to volunteer to be covered in bees and just stand there and not get stung <laughs> tomorrow is the bee beer day at one o'clock well I, I was uh, <laughs> I was being facetious I didn't know you still did that <laughs> oh no we do that yep so tomorrow at one o'clock and in our area, we have a demonstration area, and so people will be getting bee beards done, and a very great educational tool. Wait to a show. minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> you mean somebody can just walk in off from the fair uh, and, and volunteer to have a bee beard? No, no, we've got people that are uh, that have done it before. Right. Um, that will be they understand and know what to go through. What's the key to not getting stung? Well, honeybees are really gentle, so I've actually done two of them already this, uh, this year and last year. And the honeybees are so gentle that they don't want to sting because if they sting you, they die right away. Um, so for them, they know that, like, why should I waste this? You're not bothering me. Right. 
Well, Rook, it would have been this really. A, we should have uh, organized uh, a bee no, beard no, demonstration. I, yeah. I don't know if that would have. Huh? Would have matched that is, sweet mane of hair you've got. Well, how rocking. do you get the bees to go to the guy's face? Uh, typically, either someone will put um, the queen's pheromone, which is a special smell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or right. I've what I'm talking it, about. Where I, <laughs> <laughs> I've had the actual queen bee just underneath my chin twice. Right. And the bees just go to her smell because they're younger and they just want to go and take care of her. Right. So they just flock to your chin and stay with her. Right here, queen. Right here. This yep. is, uh, i got to say, this is really good. What is it? Um, there's uh, it's ice cream. It's a honey cream. So- the honey cream soda. Cream soda yeah, float. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Honey ice cream, honey cream soda. Okay, uh, so getting back to this uh, beard thing. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, it, it it won't be people from the crowd. These are trained people yeah. who do this. Right. Yeah, they're not yeah. letting me walk up there, right? They're not. not no, they're not <laughs> okay. going to. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Uh, if you're a beard guy, I mean, is that something you can use to your advantage? I mean, is it? In other words, are you able to make money off being a, a bee beard guy? No, more of a volunteer kind of educational tool. I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not walking into the club with a, a, hey, a beard full of bees check going, this out. I'm here to cut a rug, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kayla Fusselman, uh, 2018 American Honey Queen from Kempton, Pennsylvania. This is your first uh, visit to Minnesota, I imagine. This is. This is my first time, and it's great to be here at the Minnesota State Fair. Now, how many state fairs have you done? Um, I've done a couple state fairs, um, some smaller county fairs, some big county fairs, and um, still more to go. Have you seen a fair that measures up to the Minnesota State Fair? Not yet. I don't think you will. What do they have in Pennsylvania? We have our state farm show in January. Okay. Yep. But don't they have a state fair in the summer in Pennsylvania? Um, we don't. We just have our big state farm show in January, and that's like an all-indoor Oh, that's um, dreadful. Fair. That's dreadful. Uh, you, better spread, start, you better start the Pennsylvania State Fair <laughs> outside in the summer. Maybe. F- p- future. Career, right, right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Kayla, thank you very much for joining us, and congratulations on being the 2018 American Honey Queen. We got royalty, folks. We got royalty. we got royalty. We got royalty. Thank you. We're going to be back with a really good uh, ventriloquist. I went everybody's head about the bird. Milk a cow? You better buy her dinner first. Garage Logic, live at the Minnesota State Fair. Well, we're joined by our old friend James Wedgwood and his dummy. And the dummy is Fleetwood Bob. That's right. Is this a new dummy? Uh, Well, yeah, he's actually my sound man, Joe, and he helps me with the shows. I don't like when he looks at me. It's very eerie. (laughs) It's okay, dude. I'm rocking, man. I'm here. I'm on your show. and it. Uh Uh-oh. What happened? Oh, dude, look at all these teeth. Right. I, I, I'm usually in the booth, man. You're usually in a in a suitcase, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm freaking out here, man. <laughs> wait, wait. You know, Joe, help if everybody could just say hello, Fleetwood. Can y'all just say hello, Fleetwood? Hello, Fleetwood. Okay, does that help? Yeah, it's just like Greyhead. Yeah. <laughs> and your eyes move and everything, don't they, Fleetwood? Yeah, they do, dude. Yeah. It's very freaky. I, I've have, I, you know, ventriloquist dummies, are to me, have always been real. <laughs> are you real, Fleetwood? It's whatever you want, man. It's your show. <laughs> where, James, where are you uh, performing at the fair? Uh, we're going to be on the West End Market stage on Sunday and Monday at 6 p.m., and Fleetwood will be there. Okay. Uh, that's if rehab works out. I, I want to ask him, what are you in rehab for? Hostess Twinkies, dude. Oh. <laughs> Can't get enough of that creamy filling. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you have other dummies, James? Yes, I do. We have several. We have Lawan LaDuce, the blues singer, oh, yeah. Patrick McWiggins, the leprechaun. I think we've met Patrick McWiggins. Yes, Patrick McWiggins has yeah. been here. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, where, where is somebody uh, who wants to get into the ventriloquist uh, industry, where do you get the dummies? You know, are you talking to him or me? You. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. All right, fine. You know, I, I just there, noticed there, that dummy has a microphone. <laughs> well, yeah, he's got a he's got a. Well, how do you think you're hearing him? Dummy has a right. headset on. on the sound man, dude, just like rookie. Yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> Where does one uh, get a Fleetwood? Well, uh, Fleetwood was custom made by a fellow named Tim Solberg in uh, Michigan. Uh, there's okay. about seven uh, professional figure makers in the country, and all he's right. made by the best guy in the world. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Made and out of basswood. You're performing all over I'm the, the country, great right? Piece of this. All right, fine. Stop. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Did Are, I say that clearly? Yes, yeah, I that was so. wonderful. You said you're a great piece of bass, yes. as in basswood. <laughs> uh, you're performing all over the country, aren't you? All over the country. We were just over in Wisconsin uh, for a fair and uh, the Minnesota State Fair. I've been all over the Dakotas this summer. I do a lot of corporate programs, too, yep. all over the place. Being uh, actually down in Texas uh, in October. You're a Minnesotan, though, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Up near Fergus Falls. My okay. wife and I did the lake thing. You know, me and the wife, we went from St. Paul sure. to the lake there. Yeah. yeah. And, and how long have you been in this business? 30 years. My 30th anniversary this year. Well, congratulations. 30 years Thank with you, the, dude. hauling these Thank dummies you. around. Yeah. I don't think they're congratulating you, Fleetwood. They're congratulating James. Oh, it's okay. I got aftereffects from the Twinkies, man. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Joe's only been hauling us dummies around for about 25 years. Right. Right. I'm hearing the voices again. Is the whole Where'd that one come from? That was Reavers in the background. There. I'm back oh, here, Fleetwood. I'm freaking here. Is, is, is the whole uh, guy Basswood? Uh, no, no. Uh, he's hollow inside, and uh, uh, that's where my, my hand is. That's where the workings are. I see. Yeah. That would really freak me. Now, at home, you got to take this dummy home yeah. and put him in a room or something. I, that. That would bother me if I walked Joe, by and saw the dummy. You right. don't want to know what goes on at home. No, I don't. <laughs> you get along, Fleetwood, with the other uh, the other characters. Oh yeah, you? dude. Yeah. yeah, we get along great. Yeah, we party all the time. Do you? You're gonna have trouble getting that image out of your head. <laughs> I, I, I really am. I really it am. Seems like one of those crazy Munchkin parties from way back. <laughs> Fleetwood, I was going to ask, do you ever have any side effects from all your Twinkies? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I end up stopped at a stop sign for three hours. How come? Why? I'm waiting for it to turn green. <laughs> wow. One dude got that. Right on, dude. Yeah, one guy. Thank you. <laughs> I love you, man. Get it? He stopped at the stop sign. Right, because it doesn't turn See, green. That, that, uh -huh. It stays it. red all the time. you got to retell the joke. It kills it. All right. <laughs> Well, tell me about it. Yeah. Hey, Joe, I had one more side effect. Yeah. The other day, I was driving up north to a boat show. Yeah. I saw a road close sign. <laughs> I drove through it. I got stuck in the mud in a little POS car. <laughs> and you know what? Huh? There was another weird dude right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> we listened to the show. All right. Oh, apparently you do. <laughs> oh. That's our listeners, a, d a dummy. <laughs> Fleetwood, Fleetwood, uh, Bob. Fleetwood, Bob. <laughs> wait, wait, Fleetwood, why is it Fleetwood, Bob, not Fleetwood, Mac? Yeah. Decades ago, when the girlfriend Stevie dumped me, 
They changed the name of the band. Oh. I didn't know you were involved with TV Nicks. <laughs> hey, you got it. Good for you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James, you'll have to ask Fleetwood more uh, biographical questions because I'm... Uh, I'm uh, a little perplexed at his, uh, <laughs> his looking at me. Like well, you know, Joe, I was going to ask him, you know, you sound guys, you always say check one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Check one, two, three. Why don't you ever say four, five, six, or, or seven, eight, nine? I don't you, know. You mean there's something after three? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it, heavy, man. <laughs> when what? you do a show, James, mm-hmm. how do you decide... Uh, who your companion will be to work with. You know, I'll look at the crowd. I'll ascertain uh, what the demographics are, and we make the choice kind of on the fly. Okay, because you yeah. have quite a selection of... Quite a selection, from. yeah. If it's mainly children, we'll do one set of characters. You know, if we're at a corporate thing or a factory deal, we'll use a different set of characters. So, so you, looked at, you looked at the Gumption County residents yeah. and figured Fleetwood Bob. This is, this is the read from the James Wedwood. Yeah. This is the read from James Wedwood on you people here, right here. This is your people. Fleetwood Bob. I love you folks. All right, fine. Uh, James, how do people reach you? Um, they can go to my website, jameswedgwood.com. Jameswedgwood.com. I bet you'll see pictures of all the characters on that website. Absolutely, too. and a little video. And actually, uh, Joe, we have a new TV show that we debuted on Pioneer Public Television in Wonderful. Granite Falls. Wonderful. There's a link to that on our website. All right. Now, is, did uh, Fleetwood uh, uh, get to take advantage of any of the uh, treats that have been brought here by the Dairy Princess and uh, the Honey Queen? And, no, uh, dude, I'm on the wagon. <laughs> oh, you're still struggling, huh? It's a sugar thing, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got, they got food here at the fair that's not just sugar. Well, oh, the really? first thing he did, he asked if we had any deep-fried Twinkies as soon yeah. as he came in. And I, I said, I was already warned that you should not go anywhere near a deep-fried Twinkie. My brain is a deep-fried Twinkie. Yeah, it is. It's spongy. <laughs> it really is. How, uh, is it too, uh, is it too uh, revealing to tell me what a dummy like that is worth? Uh, about five grand. Is that right? Yeah. And, and are, do you have a hand in the design? He's got a hand in me, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) And, dude, he's not wearing a glove. (laughs) I mean, when you go to this guy, James, he, he... He's terribly embarrassing to you, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> Fleetwood, I mean. Oh, oh Fleetwood's embarrassing to me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it takes a lot of training to make that look real. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, no, when you go to your guy and say, I yeah. need a new dummy, do you, do you have a, a, a caricature in mind? I do. Usually we'll do a sketch. I'll explain what the usage is, and they'll work it up and send me their thoughts, and then we, we put it together. Yep. What is the history of ventriloquism? It's, a, it's really a, is it almost so, is it predate vaudeville, I wonder? Well, it does. Actually, it's very strange. Egyptian priests apparently learned the skill, and they would make, uh, you know, coffins talk, and uh, like they were speaking to the dead. Right. It was a thing that they did. It went on through the generations. Uh, and it was back in the 1800s that uh, p- people started doing it, actually with a puppet. Right. It wasn't until the mid-1800s. And then you, of course, had Edgar Bergen and those well, guys. I was going to ask you, who, who is the f- most famous ventriloquist to, uh, to Americans? Well, uh, of that generation, I'd say Edgar Bergen, and now I'd say Jeff Dunham. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah, by far. Jeff's a great guy, too. Met him a few times. What, who was Ed- Edgar Bergen's uh, companion? Uh, do you remember? I wasn't alive, man. <laughs> Uh, Charlie McCarthy. Charlie McCarthy. Charlie That's McCarthy. Right. And Mortimer right. Snurd. And Mortimer yep. Snurd, yeah. Rookie, Absolutely. am I supposed to be moving on? Yeah, we're going to... Uh... 
Yes, we're uh, James has got some things to get to, and so we are going to bring out our next uh, guest without taking a break. So we're just going to transition over right. into that. Right. And hey, look, one question. Yeah. Does he make you talk like I do? Uh, yes, but he can just do it. Just in studio. <laughs> just okay. going to say. Right, but I... Uh, but I'm keeping my hand out of him. Right. The yeah. last time he had his hand up, well, I won't even talk <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah. I don't even know that that's ever happened. Hey, James, where are you Sunday? Thank you, gentlemen. We are over on the West End stage, right over there, about four blocks at six o'clock, Sunday and Monday. All right. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank Joe. you. See you, Fleetwood. Bye-bye, Yeah. Goodbye, Fleetwood. Thank you. Yep. Fleetwood's even got a little Harley uh, Davidson. Uh, vest on. Who are we? Uh, our meeting? next guests are. Uh, we've got um, every year on Military Appreciation Day. We always talk about um, uh, the military and how happy we are that the uh, that men and women have served, uh, whether you're active or you're retired. And this outfit uh, is toys for military kids. This is uh, Mike Clark and Sourdough. Hi, Les. Sourdough. Yeah. Well, how actually, are you? it's Tim Loney. Actually, actually, it's Tim Loney. I also worked with them and and Sourdough when it was originally started. Oh. Okay. So wait, where, where, where's Sourdough? In transit. He's still in transit. Right. But Tim called you 25 years ago That's from the Guadalcanal. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were trying to figure Guantanamo out how that telephone Cuba. connection went through 25 T- years ago. Tell us what the public can do to help the uh, toys for the military. Well, every year we've raised money and collect toys to um, give exclusively to children of the military. And we have collection boxes all over the Twin Cities, particularly at all the five Harley dealerships throughout the Twin Cities. But uh, last year we raised close to $25,000, and we distributed 3,000 toys to 50 units and 116 families in four states. That's fantastic. And uh, it's quite the process. I tracked you down at the golf show, as you probably remember. Yep. We we, uh, put a box at O'Gara's. Hopefully that had nothing to do with their construction. No. But uh, we we put a box... (laughs) box at O'Gara's last year, and uh, it's just really been successful. we got 60 collection boxes throughout the Twin Cities. And, and then we outreach to the uh, National Guard and Army Reserve units and the Marine Corps Reserve and the other units and put on Christmas parties for their kids and give them toys uh, that their parents don't have to actually pay for. It's actually a gift rather than coming out from uh, the pile at home and then going to the unit's right. holiday party. And oh, here's another toy for you. You know, right. it just it fits better. How how do people reach you if they want to make a contribution and they don't find a uh, a volunteer box anywhere? How do they how do they reach uh, toys they for can, military kids? They can go to vessychapter.org. Yep. That's our 501c3 is the Vessi chapter of the Association of the United States Army. And that's Vessi, and they can go, That's V E S S E Y. E Y. That's right. correct. Yep. For anyone that's here on the grounds. There are units, uh, or there are displays over at the uh, at the Dan Patch Park, All right. where they can go, and there's cards out there to uh, let people know where they can where they can donate. And Tim, before we go, your shirt is what represents what? Uh, the Minnesota Warriors ice hockey. So uh, we're the plug. disabled veteran teams in the town in uh, the Minnesota. All of our players are injured, wounded, or otherwise disabled veterans, and we use the hockey as therapy in order to help them reintegrate back into society. All right, wonderful. Very nice. Thank uh, you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen, for your service. Yeah, thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you very much. All Toys right. for military kids. All right, thank you. Bessiechapter.org. .org, not .com. Uh, we're going to return, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale. 
and your money now. Hi, Joe. We're looking at a decent day in the market. Stocks have been higher all day, getting a little boost from a good report on consumer confidence this month. Right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 25 points. The NASDAQ Composite is ahead 14, and the S&P 500 is up one point. Both of those indexes closed at record highs yesterday, so we may see new records today. Some welcome news for prospective home buyers. Home price growth slowed in June for the third straight month. The case Schiller National Home Price Index, which measures average prices in major metro areas, was up 6.2% in June from a year earlier, but that's down from the 6.4% year-over-year increase in May. In Minneapolis, home prices in June were up an average 6.4% compared to a year ago. President Trump took aim at Google today, accusing the search giant of elevating critical news stories about his presidency at the expense of positive conservative stories. Taking to Twitter, Mr. Trump said Google search results for the words Trump News returned results primarily from liberal media outlets. He said Google and others are suppressing voices of conservatives and hiding information and news that is good. He declared Google's practices to be a very serious situation that will be addressed. I'm Bruce Vale with your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. Cheese curds, corn dogs, and cookies. Why? Garage Logic, live at the Minnesota State Fair. John Hyde in the newsroom. Kenny's finally got free. He locked his keys in his truck, but he's okay. Yeah. You made it. Gee, Ellers are having some automobile problems this week. Oh, God, don't yeah. say that. That means I'm next. Yeah. <laughs> it's cloudy and 62 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Twins and Indians tonight in Cleveland. Start of a nine-game road trip uh, for the Twins. Kyle Gibson pitches for Minnesota. Carlos Carrasco goes for Cleveland. Uh, Vikings' last preseason game is this Thursday night on the road against the Texans. The regular season starts September 9th with a home game against but the 49ers. Bah. Football, yes. But, bah. It's kind of feeling football-y out here. It, it does today, you're right. Very chilly. <laughs> football-y. football-y. I don't know what uh, the temperature is supposed to be, but I, I wish it was warmer. Does that mean that high school kicks off this Friday? I would imagine. Huh. I don't know. Huh. News notes Why don't I look? All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Why would it be in today's paper? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, news notes from today. Late last week, St. Paul police responded to the report of a stolen handgun near Bradley Street and Bush Avenue and encountered a nine-year-old boy who had the loaded gun in the waist of his pants. Oh, my goodness. Nine, huh? Sergeant Mike Ernst. He, was he the thief? Uh, he, Yeah, he took it out of a car, as you'll see in a moment here. Sergeant Mike Ernster uh, told uh, our TV affiliate, Five Eyewitness News, officers were called to the area by the owner of the handgun who noticed three young children riding away from his car on bicycles. Oh. When he checked his car for the handgun, the firearm was gone. Uh, Ernster said he did the right thing by calling police right away. It allowed us to locate the kids on the bikes. When the officer started talking with one of the nine-year-olds, he noticed the top of a gun sticking out of the child's pants. Ernster said the officer started talking calmly with the young boy to gain his trust and make sure the youngster didn't panic and inadvertently discharge a round of ammunition from the gun. Ernster said the officer did great work avoiding a tragedy. At that point, the officer was able to put his hand on top of the gun and safely hold it against the boy's body until backup officers could assist him in taking the gun from the child. 
Ernster said the young boy and two of his friends were returned to their parents safely. The man who called in the theft of his gun has not been arrested or charged with the crime, although the investigation is still open. And I know the first question you're going to ask. I have I a question. On. What mm-hmm. kind of firearm? That's what I want to know. No, no, that I don't no. know. I didn't think that's what you were going to ask. I'm trying to find, oh, I have a question. But What's, what, what, what was I going to ask? I thought you might ask, uh, was the man uh, licensed to have a, a gun? Apparently. Oh, that's not what I was going to ask. Well, you can carry it in your car as long as it's unloaded and cased. Okay. But, but it sounds like loaded. this was not the uh, It was case. loaded, correct. So, um, well, And the kid was the thief. Yes, took yeah. it out of the car. Yeah. It's a it the car. very slippery slope, leaving a loaded handgun locked, locked in your uh, vehicle. That's what I was going with. And that's one of the issues with no handguns allowed in these premises. That leaves people with the option of putting it in their car. The car gets broken into. The gun mm-hmm. is gone. There's a simple solution. It's a gun safe, uh, and you can get them rather cheaply, under $40, and it, basically it prevents smash and grab. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's looking for a quick opportunity, they are not going to be able to remove that safe or that firearm from your vehicle. How does it fit in your vehicle, Kenny? Anywhere, under a seat. It's cabled. You actually There's a oh, cable that okay. runs into it, and you strap the cable around something else. Uh, and it and it solves this smash and grab thing. If somebody steals your car and drives your car away, your gun and your car and everything else is gone. Oddly enough, that was uh, Reaver's mode of operation at all the mixers he went to in high school. Smash and grab. Smash and grab. That was his grab. nickname. Yeah. <laughs> Senator Lindsey Graham says. Or was it grab and smash? It was the yeah, grab and smash. Was grab and I'm smash. dyslexic, so I got it <laughs> yeah, backwards. Yeah. Sorry. Did you get that one, Joe, or did that one fly by? <laughs> Flew right by. Okay. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Senator Lindsey Graham says the relationship between President Trump and his Attorney General Jeff Sessions is not working and calls it dysfunctional. He suggested appearing on NBC's Today show that Sessions could potentially be replaced after the midterm elections if the president chose to do so. so. Graham's a frequent Trump ally who serves on the Senate Judiciary Committee. I recall that Sessions was an early loyal supporter of the president on the campaign trail, when almost no one else in Washington was. But he said when Sessions recused himself from overseeing the ongoing Russian probe, he said he grew afraid that the president was going to strike out and fire the guy. And it's been a sticking point, he pointed out, for President Trump ever since. Uh, Russia will next month hold its biggest war games since the 1980s. About 300,000 troops, 1,000 aircraft will take part. The Vostok 2018 exercise of September 11th through the 15th in the country's east with the participation of China and Mongolia. Hmm. I didn't know Mongolia. They're doing this just off the shores of New York? Yeah, just off the shores of New York. Mongolia's got good beef. Okay. Mongolian beef? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Hold on. You're going to get... Great story. Compelling and rich. You ever had Mongolian beef? Nope. I don't think so. Missing out, bro. Julia? Day four, folks. Can I get the time and tell, please? (laughs) Julia Flores Colcu still sings with joy in her indigenous Quichua tongue and strums five strings of a tiny Andean guitar known as the Charango, despite a recorded age of 118 years old. No, come on. Is she now the world's oldest? Well, she is, but it's not official because she has no interest in... In filing, because you have to file, apparently, yeah. with Guinness to yeah. get it done. Are, are they doing this deal where somebody's just 
picking up her hand and strumming the guitar, and she doesn't even know it. It's like uh, Bob the, with the dummy. Yeah. Wiping the drool off. Right. Where, where, she, uh, where she lived, Jen? Uh, she uh, lives in the, uh, let's see, uh, the... Uh, Mongolia? It's, it's Bolivia, but I don't recall. Well, the, the, con- the country's close uh, enough. Here we go. It's, it's a town called Sacaba. I, that oh, yeah. doesn't help me. Bolivia is all I needed. Okay. Well, she's know. witnessed two world wars. I have no bleeping idea where Sacaba is. Revolutions. It's off the west right, side there. Right smack in Bolivia. <laughs> right in Bolivia. Yes, Isn't Bolivia south. where Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid went? It is. Yeah. 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 Where they met their end? I'll say. Uh, her national identity card says that Flores Colcu was born October 26, 1900, in a mining camp in the Bolivian mountains. At she, one could, of, she could have known Butch and Sundance. Yeah, probably yeah. probably yeah. did. If you know what I mean. Maybe she's the illegitimate love child. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody out there. Let's go. Who is the good-looking gal? Uh, Catherine Ross. Catherine Ross. Yeah. yeah. Oh, married wow. to uh, Sam, Elliott. Sam Elliott. She's, Sam Elliott. She's Elliott. married to Sam Elliott. Now. Really? Yeah. Huh. yeah. Currently? Why would I make that up? Currently? Yeah. Wasn't she married to Steve McQueen? Was she? I thought Allie McGraw was married to Maybe Steve McQueen. Maybe that's it. Anyway, this old, bat, uh, this old bag, is she happy to be 118 and still alive and kicking? How did we get from the old bag to Catherine Ross? I don't know. A wiser fellow than myself once said, There's Sam. Sometimes you eat the bar and much blood. Sometimes the bar will eat you. Yep. That's some kind of Eastern thing, man. <laughs> She's 117 in just over 10 months. So that she whole cowboy thing. You got that whole cowboy <laughs> thing going. I she, dig she, your style too, man. Yeah. Spokeswoman for Guinness, though, says she's not aware of getting any applications from her. And Flores Colcue doesn't seem to care that her record hasn't been confirmed. In fact, she says she's never heard of Guinness Book of Records, has no idea what it is, and doesn't care. It's a long story about her, wasn't it? Nice. Well, got a lot of interruptions. Yeah. Pardon me? These days, she enjoys the company of her dogs. We're still on the damn story. Cats and oh. a rooster. What the hell? Is she on the Facebook? Does uh, she have John? kids? Might as well she's, keep talking well, about her. Well, she's got a grandniece that she Does spends she tweet? days with. The grandniece is 65. No, she's they're going to be on okay. Twitter, John? A grandniece. I wouldn't even be able to figure out how that would what that would entail. Are you the story going? feels like it's gone on for 118 years, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go, Hawkeyes. Let's go, Hawkeyes. <laughs> Let's, go. Let's go here. Uh, Wake Park Police. This is Minnesota. That's now. up St. Cloud Way. Report a 37-year-old man just released from prison was arrested early this morning after authorities say he removed his electronic monitoring device and put it in a dumpster. Yep. Release says Christopher Cox, who was released from prison yesterday after serving time on a third-degree assault conviction, was arrested about 625 this morning at a local hotel. Officers had been dispatched to the 400 block of 2nd Street South in Wake Park. How's it going over there, man? Just keep reading, John. Everybody's paying attention. Don't worry. I invented a toy. (laughs) After getting reports of a I put the pen in this gripper here, and it won't stay. It'll shoot out and stab you. All I could see out of the corner of my eye was you going, yeah. Like Like you did with the bird when you almost soiled yourself (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) Poor bird. I don't think the bird made it. 90% dead bird. (laughs) I I think he was walking around out here, though, the bird, after... After the show, well, uh, smoking a heater. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now look at the time. Okay, John. Okay, that you, it. You're done. I'm done. Okay. All right. <sighs> Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. When are you going to donate that pickup truck? That late model pickup truck you have to Newgate School in Minneapolis. It's the rookie here. Quick reminder: Newgate's been around for the last four decades. They are 100 percent here in the Twin Cities. 
and they're very solid. They take students working in the certified tuition-free auto training program, train them, certify them, and allow them to fly out of the nest and land at one of the uh, dealerships, the garages, or the auto body shops around town. Newgate does this because uh, they've got good hearts. They've got a great staff. If you know someone that wants to be in this program, part of it, call Newgate. I'm going to give you a phone number very soon here. And you can call Newgate and tell them exactly what you have. Maybe you want to tell them you have a vehicle. Grandma's no longer driving. Maybe a child went off to school and the car's going to sit around for six months. Do not let it sit around. Call Newgate, 612-378-0177, online at newgateschool.org. For four decades, they've been here, and they're taking your vehicles. Newgate. Here's Dave Dahl. Hey, Joe. Hi. It's 65 degrees. It's got a lot of clouds still out there, but they're thinning from time to time. You may see a hint of sunshine. Uh, but also a couple of sprinkles are still a possibility all the way through about 5 p.m. today and then gradually clearing skies overnight tonight. It's going to get down to about 55. Tomorrow, 72 for the high. Partly cloudy skies should be a beautiful day at the fair tomorrow. Again on Thursday, partly cloudy and a little warmer, up to 77. 81 on Friday. Scattered showers and a few thunderstorms are possible, especially in the afternoon and evening hours. And then Saturday, partly cloudy, very comfortable in 79. Same story Sunday, 79. Should be a pleasant start to the weekend. Not bad for uh, Labor Day itself. Partly cloudy skies, maybe some late afternoon or evening thunderstorms, but 83 for a warm and humid high. We're going to end the fair on kind of a sticky note with the humidity up there with that 83-degree high on Monday. Until that time, Joe, heading for a high today of about 68. Right now we're at 65 and I have the records for the day. August 28. 94 on this date. 94. A couple of years here, Joe. 1899. 1899. And 1955. And 1955. And then 42. 42. In 1934. In 1934. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Uh, GL or sale owner, Mr. Trash. Steve Trash, right, Steve? Yes, sir. We need a headset for uh, Mr. Trash there, or a that's a uh, hell of an outfit. Uh, thank you, yeah. I started um, way back in 1984 doing tricks with stuff that people had thrown away. Okay. Uh, magic tricks. All right. And I just, it just sort of developed into a thing where people would want to bring me into big state fairs like this and sort of show off what I got, uh, sort of as a uh, found object recycling thing. Where are you from? I'm from a small town in Alabama called Frog Pond, Alabama. Frog. Population 76 when I'm not home. Frog Pond, Alabama. And you... Uh, you uh, have based your act on what? Reclaiming stuff people have thrown out? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the whole, that, do you remember that old uh, expression, uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure? You it's, know what I'm talking about? It's very ironic because yesterday we had a woodworker here, and he only makes his stuff out of wood he finds. Yep, yep. It's, yep. it's, it's brilliant stuff. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if you want real garage logic, yep. thinking that stuff in the natural world has no value has no logic. So everything that you throw away has some kind of value. So people like us, we make something new out of that old thing. All right. I make magic tricks, he makes art. That's, that's, uh, that's to be commended. <laughs>
<laughs> Where are you performing at the fair? I'm at the uh, Baldwin Park Family Stage. On a daily basis? Yes, sir. It's a lovely stage, and my shows are one thirty. Four and six o'clock. Have you ever been to the Minnesota State Fair before? Uh, last year was my first year, and, I, and this is not gratuitous. Uh, you Minnesotans have a great reputation. The State Fair really is known uh, in uh, lots of other places, and right. that's absolutely true. Right, it is fantastic. Well, uh, show us, uh, show us what's up your sleeve. Okay, so we're going to try a new. Uh, it's a little bit of a game. I have two things I want to show you. The All first right. thing. Yeah. The first thing is, if you don't mind. Check that dollar bill out and make sure it's real. So a common object made into something new. All yeah. right. So we're going to use the dollar bill. Joe, is that a dollar bill? On I, the I'm, gonna, the dollar I'm going bill to. Right? I'm going to say that that's a dollar bill. It is in fact. Now, Joe, I want you to use your imagination, and I want you to find an imaginary pair of scissors yep. in your pocket. Take those scissors out. Yep. Okay. So in your mind's eye, in your mind's eye, yep. I want you to cut this dollar bill in half. Just right. cut it right there in half in your mind's eye. My mind's eye. Right now, and in, in, into quarters. Cut across. Yeah. Uh, okay. There you go. Latitudinally. Yeah. Now, put the scissors back in your pocket. Pointy side down, Joe. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. Now rearrange those pieces, if you would, sir. Yeah. Rearrange the pieces. Uh huh. In your mind's eye. Yeah. You got it. In, in my mind's eye, I do. Exactly. Sure. Watch. All right. We're going to replicate that. We're going to duplicate that. Yeah. You checked it out, right? I did. It was a real dollar bill. It was, in fact, a real dollar bill. It's real. still a real dollar bill. Yeah. But turning the way we see things inside out. Wait, just what? No way. What? We've transformed that dollar bill into four quarters, but not four quarters. Like you would expect, it's actually a dollar bill that's been printed incorrectly. You can check that out. Joe, Joe you'll notice that that's printed that way. How did... I know, right? I watched them. That's voodoo. <laughs> it I is voodoo. It's, it. it's not taped. It's actually printed that way because we don't look at garbage. We don't look at trash the correct way. You have to look at it with new eyes like this. You have to sort of rearrange it, take it apart, and put it back together this again. This is printed like this. It is printed that way. That's exactly right. Isn't that against the law? Shouldn't you be under let's, arrest? Let's just move on. I should be. Let's don't show it to anybody, All Joe. Right. Let's just uh, <laughs> yeah. don't call it's the radio. cops. Nobody will see it. <laughs> But I do have something else I'd like to show you. Yeah. It's more interesting. That was pretty interesting. So uh, this is a briefcase. Yep. It's an old busted-up bookshelf. Okay. And inside, I have a guitar that I made out of trash. All right. It's actually a cigar box guitar. Right. I've heard of those. Oh, wow. I, I should describe your hat. What 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 should we call that hat? Uh, it's if you're familiar with Alice in Wonderland's yeah. uh, Mad Hatter. Yeah. It's a it's a Mad Hatter's top hat. Right. And I, I've worn this uh, same style hat for years and years. So this is a cigar box guitar. Yes, it is. Right. All right. It's yep. an electric cigar box guitar. All right. Again, we're trying to transform. We're trying trying to transform the way people actually see. And you have a little mini amplifier. Yeah, it's a little practice amplifier. Yeah. Can you hear that? That sounds good, yeah. Hell yeah. It's shocking what you could do with things that people have thrown away. I'll give you a quick example. <laughs> Holy cow. That sounds fantastic. All right, now, so, but you have to ask, how many of you recognize that song? That's right, people from the 70s. Thank you very much. <laughs> Deep Purple, wasn't Smoke it? on the Water. Smoke on the That's Water. Right. Yeah. Smoke on the Water. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's getting a 
deep, mellow sound out of that thing. Yeah, it's, it's extraordinary. I have a friend that actually winds the pickups himself. His name is John Nickel, and you can't see these uh, from a distance, but they're actually uh, old Buffalo Nickels. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are Buffalo Nickels, and in the middle, the pickups are wound. The, the idea behind Mahalo Show for 30 years has been, let's just look at natural resources in a different way, right? Don't look at it in the way that you've always looked at it, because that doesn't serve you. Looking at it in a new way is going to actually be so much more serving and so much better. Well, it's uh, you're to be commended, and uh, you're at the Baldwin family stage. Yep, yep. And, and uh, you're so up as soon as what? Four o'clock today. He's yep. up by Sean Emery. I'll, yep. be, I'll be racing right over there. In fact, I follow Sean. Friend, That's exactly one of our right. Friends in Garage yep. Logic, Sean. That's right. Strike he us was... another deep purple chord just for the hell. Let's of see, it. just for fun. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's cool. We'll be back in just a moment. Well, I was pleased that we could uh, induct, uh, not induct, but uh, give Fred Award. Brick and Terry Klinger. Fred Brick came, drove three days from Coos Bay, Oregon, just to see the show. Mm-hmm. Terry Klinger drove 20 straight hours from Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, he knows uh, Rick from Harlingen. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rick, I don't know if Rick was going to make it up. Maybe uh, later on in the week, Rick might make an appearance. I'm not sure. Woody, he he might be too shy to be. Is that Rick from? Is that Rick from Harlan? No, that's, no, that's that's he uh, was on Rick with from Rick. Yeah. That's Fred. That's Fred. That's yeah. Fred. That's Fred. Yeah. Yep. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. How'd that schedule? No, no. You are a champion. Rick was not probably. I don't know. Maybe he flew 15. in. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, what we are got, we? Fifteen hundred ESPN. I'll is see if Pat's here. KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. We're going to have a sports segment coming up. 